we defined election integrity as every valid voter being able to vote and that vote being counted. Elections in Utah are secure and they're run well. They have a lot of interlocking controls that prevent the problems that we perhaps see in other states. This afternoon, the Legislative Audit Subcommittee met and heard presentations from legislative auditors about a recently completed independent audit report into the security of Utah's elections. This report was a result of a nearly year-long investigation into the controls and safeguards used in Utah's elections process. Today, our Legislative Auditor General Cade Minchie and his team are here to discuss the results of this audit in detail and what insight the findings offer to legislators and members of the public. Cade, as always, thanks for being here. Thank you, Edward. Always a pleasure. So, Cade, this afternoon you presented these reports to the Legislative Audit Subcommittee. Uh, This election audit, particularly, is among one of the more high-profile reports your office has put out. Can you give us a quick overview of the background of this audit? Where did the request for this audit come from? And what are some of the key findings the public needs to know? Yeah, thanks, Edward. There was um, an interest by the legislature in making sure from their oversight role as legislators that there was proper um, oversight accountability with our election system, which which I think is a very appropriate uh, question for them to ask. And so that, that really was, was the question, was for us to go in and to look at it in a thorough way. And the scope of this audit was focused on the controls of the system. There's different ways of doing an um, elections audit. This wasn't a recount of an election. This was looking at the current system and looking at the controls of that system and testing them for um, accuracy and reliability. Again, key things here that we want to talk about is, first and foremost, and, and Leah can go into this in more detail, but we think the election... Uh, security and process in the state is is performing very well. And that was encouraging. Having said that, though, there are things that can be improved. And audits are designed to look for areas of improvement. That's why we do them. So we do talk a bit about uh, the structure of the system and how we think it's performing well. But then we go into multiple chapters and talk about how it can be even better. With that, I'll let Leah kind of take it from there. Okay, so why don't, why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit more about this audit uh, on our election system and what exactly we do learn from this report. Sure. We found, as Kate said, that elections in Utah are secure and they're run well. They have a lot of interlocking controls that, that prevent the problems that we perhaps see in other states. The rest of the audit are ways to improve either the use of those controls or the consistency in counties for those controls and we point out things that can make a good system better. Now, your team observed and tested election systems in every county during the 2022 election cycle and found, and I'm going to quote from the report here, no evidence of systematic problems, widespread errors, or significant fraud. One of the, the key takeaways from this report is that our elections are secure. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't areas of improvement, and I think that you can detail a little bit more about that, but I, I kind of like what you, you talked about here with the controls that we do have. And I, I want to ask you to go a little bit more in depth of, uh, about that. In the report, it details out that, that here in Utah, we've got you know 10 or so of these interlocking controls that, that overlap with each other that help prevent that fraud. Can you talk a little bit about those systematic controls? Absolutely. That was very interesting to us that because of the way that the elections are set up and that the election statute runs, there are very few places for things to fall through the cracks. Um, We have county level administration is probably the first and foremost, which means 
if by some chance someone does break into a county or an election worker goes bad or something, it would be contained to that one county. But in most cases, because we have these other things, we have the state-level voter registration system, which provides a lot of backbone for not allowing people to vote twice, not allowing someone to vote in two different counties in the, in the state. And then the other things that we talk about in the rest of the report that interlock together to make sure that if one control isn't as strong in a place or maybe the clerk gets busy and forgets to do it, there are other controls that can catch the same thing. So unlike in, in some of the other states that you examined when, when completing this report, it seems like we don't really have all of our eggs in one basket in this case, that we've got multiple different fail-safes mm-hmm. here that, that really help ensure the integrity of our elections. Is that fair to say? As far as other states go, their systems are so different from Utah's. Many of the problems that they have aren't comparable at all. A lot of that has to do with how long we've been doing vote by mail, that we have the experience We've already ironed out some of the problems that the other states went through. Now, that being said, your team did identify some of the issues with how our election security measures are being implemented. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about where we might see some areas of improvement and what specifically election administrators can do differently to make sure that those security measures that exist are properly being used? Absolutely, yes. As I said before, the the, the things that we found aren't really missing controls. There's one thing that we suggest that's new. Everything else are, are just ways to improve the consistency and the use of controls that we already have. One of the main ways that we found that, that that can be done is increased oversight and increased enforcement so that counties know how they're supposed to be doing things and then there's someone checking to make sure they're doing the things the way they're supposed to be. Right now, um, many of the things that we found in this report, we believe they should have, probably at the lieutenant governor's office, someone checking for these things, someone who reviews the voter registration database to make sure that counties are using existing tools to make sure that they have taken people who have passed away off their rolls. We think that without that oversight, there's no way to ensure that the controls are used appropriately. So there were some of these issues that were identified. Can you highlight some of these problems that were found at the county administrative level? So one of the areas that hasn't been used consistently with counties is a tool that that determines whether a voter is active, inactive, or ready to be taken off the list. If they run that, they can see um, whether a, a voter is inactive if they haven't voted in two federal elections. And that means they don't get a ballot sent to them. We found... Uh, one county that hadn't run that tool in over three years and another that hadn't run it in over seven years. And we found that just by looking at Vista and you can see when they've run it. We believe that there should be someone probably in the lieutenant governor's office who looks at these things, looks at some of the same things that we looked at and said, okay, we need to talk to this county that hasn't run this tool in seven years and we need to have some training on that and make sure that they're doing this. So just to confirm, these are all tools that currently exist in Utah procedure for ensuring that our elections are secure. And the the problem seems to be at, at kind of a county administrative level that they're just not using these tools that are available to them, correct? Yeah, not consistently. And I would say this about clerks. The clerks that we talk to are dedicated people who want to do a good job and who want to improve. They asked us all kinds of what are other counties doing that I can make to improve. It's a big job and we have a lot of brand new clerks. And so there's a learning curve. That in our mind is why the oversight 
is more important because of that learning curve. If you can have a centralized body that says, no, this is the standard and this is how you do it, clerks aren't on their own to learn these things and maybe miss some of them. And still out of the, those 29 counties, you said 27 of them are, are doing yes. things exactly as they should be yes. doing. There's a couple of outliers at the moment, but they, they have been found, and, and we're going to try and rectify that. Is that yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And in some counties, they've already started rectifying some of these things. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, you also mentioned that there was one of the these kind of new tools that we want to make available for all of these county administrators to help further ensure the security of our elections. Can you talk a little bit about that one new tool? Absolutely. This is in the chain of custody area. So that's in the third chapter. And it's really a reconciliation of the number of people who voted and got vote credit and the number of votes counted that are then reported in the canvas report. We found that in nine counties, there were more people who had gotten credit for voting than there were ballots counted. And then in 13 counties, there were more ballots counted than we had people having a record of voting. There are valid reasons why this would be the case. But we believe that by reconciling this, that gives the public more confidence. And then it allows us to be more sure that we've counted all of the ballots that that we need to. I would say that we didn't find anything nefarious in this. We didn't see anything nefarious. It looks like a lot of it is we just need better tracking. So you mentioned that there are some valid reasons as to why there might be a discrepancy between the number of votes cast versus the number of people who voted. Uh, Can you explain exactly why that might be the case and how they can start to rectify those numbers? Right. And by valid, I mean that the appropriate number were counted, right? In some cases, they have instances where people have sent blank ballots without filling it out. That doesn't get counted anywhere and so it looks like you have a voter who did, whose vote didn't get counted. What they can do is say, this was a blank ballot that wasn't counted. So at the end, they can reconcile and say, that brings us back to zero. Other ways that the numbers might be off, but the votes might have been counted. We had counties who, t- who, when we asked them about this, said, we found out that we forgot to give vote credit to the 20 people who voted in person. And so they still got their vote counted, but they didn't get vote credit. We think that by zeroing out, it, out, reconciling every time, mistakes like that might not happen if you're more aware that the importance of this happening. Cade, you said that you had something that you wanted to, to contribute on this front as well, correct? Yeah, thanks, Edward. I, I just wanted to reiterate what, what Leah said here, the importance of this particular area. As we went around and talked with individuals in the community, concerned citizens, and uh, some policymakers as well, this was something that frequently came up with us to us important to be able to reconcile these uh, votes. And, and it makes sense. It makes sense that in any system, you'd want to be able to reconcile down to, as Leah's saying, to zero to make sure that you can account for all of it. And so we, we think it's just uh, something that is important going forward, something that I think could be a really positive thing more moving forward for our system. Is there anything else that, that really needs to be highlighted to members of the public from this report uh, that can better communicate integrity of our election system? Mm-hmm. I think that, that what we talked about at the beginning is very important, that our elections are secure and we can and should be confident in the results of those elections. I think that's a big message. I think another one is that these county clerks are dedicated. We had an auditor, as you said, in every county during the primary election this year, and we scoured those elections and the counties were excited for us to be there. The clerks were delighted to be able to show the controls, and they were also delighted to hear ways that they could improve those controls. And I think that's what we're trying to provide here is elections are great, but they can be better, and here are some ways. 
And as a reminder to everyone, uh, those audit reports are available at olag.utah.gov. You can see all of the recommendations and the full list of details on these and other audit reports. Cade, thanks so much for taking the time today. Thanks, Edward.